Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. your host, Amon Green. All right. Welcome into the Amon Green Show. I'm your host, Amon Green, along with my man, Harrison. To my right, on the ones and twos. How you doing, Mr. Harrison? Doing pretty good. It was a nice, beautiful day out. Wasn't yeah, expecting it, was. it but Very yeah, nice. walking around, it's like 55 degrees outside. I think Very the high nice. might even got 60 degrees, but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful we're getting luck here. It's November 29th, and we're still experiencing some uh, really nice weather. So, yeah, yeah I can't complain. I'm not, I am not complaining. I got everybody hitting me up from Green Bay, my old friends and neighbors. <laughs> well, still friends, but just old neighbors now. Mm-hmm. And they like, they're all hyped up because the Packers got the Chiefs. And now we know what that means. That means, and then um, it's not what it means, but what I didn't know was even though they're playing there, Taylor Swift is performing there like on Friday night or something. Yeah, that or wouldn't surprise like me. I'll be honest, I try to tune out a lot of the, not because I'm against her or anything, but I just, I'm not too interested in it. I'm surprised yeah. though. She is performing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, great business move. Yeah, it is smart. For many reasons. Yeah. You know, and now her boyfriend is a chief and he, they're balling out of control and her career, you know, she owns a lot of things and doing a lot of big directing movies and videos and her, now her concert is just so happily in Lambeau Field the night that her boyfriend and his team plays. So great marketing, great I wonder promotion. What the tickets are going to be for oh that. That goodness. has got to be crazy expensive. I would say at least like the most expensive ticket I've seen going into Lambeau Field, the club seats. Other than the you know you know the suites are ridiculous amount of money. Oh yeah, but the club seats like inside seating that we'll probably have here in the next five to ten years. Inside seating is probably starting around two three hundred bucks, if not more. I, I can believe that. If not starting at two hundred, going up to four fifty, five hundred for indoor seating, where you can still go outside and have experience in the cold Lambeau field weather. Um, so, and just good friend, one my old neighbor texted me this morning. He's like, "Hey, yeah, tell you, you coming to the game?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, "I will be coming back soon, but not for that game. I'll be coming to probably to hang out with you all, my neighbors and my friends." that we used to have in Green Bay. We still do. We just live in another, you know, community, living in Richmond, Texas. So. I'm surprised. I'm looking at Ticketmaster right now. They're not as bad as I thought. Wait, 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 it's, it's like $150. Really? Yeah. No, not bad. Cheapest. So if you get them right now. $150, I pay that. Yeah, I imagine that price is going to get drove up because the Swifties, those guys are yeah. serious about it. If oh they get God. a concert out of it, they're they're going to show up in numbers. 100%. I could have wiggled my way out of that, you know, talking to you know, the people I know in the ticket office. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, what's up with the tickets for Tay for Tay Tay coming in? Are you a Taylor I, Swift fan? Uh I say I don't have I say kinda. You mm-hmm. know, I I I listen to her music. If it's playing, I will turn the volume up. It's like, oh, because she did a couple with uh when she was starting to get in, like get in, get in, like really hit the the mainstream. So like she had 2013 a song with, Yeah, era. she got a song with Kendrick Lamar. Yep, yep. She did okay. a song with um another rapper. Um either DJ Cali or that makes sense. or J Cole or somebody, somebody knew DJ Cali. Yeah. Or does. Drake. She said it's something she did some with one. Of the, I know she did one with Kendrick Lamar. That song I like. 
402-464-5685. See if they can help us out. But yeah, yeah. I mean, her fame, it oh, like yeah. took off and then it got quiet. And now she's like on round two and then oh, she's balling out of control. So she's a, if she's an athlete, she's dominating right now. Yeah. She's got goat basketball. Status. If she's in <laughs> basketball, she's dominating the paint mm -hmm. or, or dominate three point line. You know, defense. I think she's a three level scorer at this, at this, at this level. Yeah. <laughs> like she's, she's taking off she went on from new country. Level. Yeah. She came in doing the country thing. Yeah, a little and, bit of pop country. And then now completely pop and directing her own video. That last video where actually said something where she was talking about how um, men in any in industry kind of have a leg up on women no matter of their status. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's basically what it was saying. And yeah. it's a great video. I actually played it in my class and talked about it. Use it as a, as a point of reference of why, you know, women in certain industries and really all industries struggle of kind of in um what's the word rising up in their profession especially in what you're teaching I exactly it's an important lesson to have. between teach yeah yeah it was a great lesson for my class to see that mm -hmm. and to see somebody on their level because she's not much older than them you know she's in her, Taylor Swift? i would say well you could probably look that up yeah, real we'll find a she's probably in her mid i say mid 20s mid to late 20s let's see taylor's Oh, yeah. It pops up. I didn't even get the whole Taylor name spelled out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's got to be like number That's one. You put T. Thirty three. She's thirty three. Thirty three. So still early thirties. You got her net worth on there. I'm curious what oh, that is. Oh, net worth is usually thirty three. With years the old. AI now, you get a little bit of everything. And yeah. it doesn't. Nope. It doesn't have net worth. I I did because I talked about Kim Kardashian and their family in the same <laughs> class. It was all about promotion mm -hmm. and advertising. So you know they've done great with in that. At, at field. Oh yeah. And her net worth, it showed it up on on uh, the uh, the Google. Mm -hmm. The Google said one point seven billion. I was like, what? At a certain point, oh I don't my. know what you do with that extra money. Right, that's I'm so a, much money. Billion, and what she has? What from her and Kanye? Two kids? Yeah, I, I at, at least two. Least two. That's I know a, they that's have one, one I for sure. That, I, they have one for sure. I think 100%. it's two because one's named like North, right? Yeah. Yep. Northwest. 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 Yeah. Clever. Love <laughs> it. It is clever. Um, so, wait a minute. It might have. Nope. No net worth. This is a sibling, Austin. To be fair, usually those net worths are, are, I feel like when Google gives you an answer, they're pretty rough estimates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like Wikipedia. Yeah. People but still, I mean, log if, in and do it. If know? it's 1.7 bill or 1.3 bill, like that's, that's still a lot right. of money we're talking about. And right. She's done things like voiceover actors for the Lorex. Yeah. The, yeah. The Dr. That. Seuss movie. Cats. And she's direct, like I said, that video and other, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the only video she's directed and wrote for herself. Yeah. Which obviously you do good by, you do good in that because you're the director, you're the writer, and you're the performer. So you're getting all them paychecks. <laughs> she's getting, she's housing, she's housing the bag right there. Mm -hmm. She's getting that bag right there. So got to do that. There's been some uh, unfortunate movies that took off and the, the actors just signed a bad contract. And True. They have stories where guys just... They have a movie that's like a uh, classic, cool classic, and they, they don't make any royalties oh. off. Oh, yeah. You know? right. They're just getting burned on the back end. Yeah. It's like you didn't read the fine print or didn't read the contract at all. Or, or it's your first shot and you're just willing to take yeah, it. Yeah. You're just like, you know what? I'm, I'm taking it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. You know, for peanuts, you know, literally peanuts. It's like, you know, back in uh, the day between, you know, Hollywood and records, you know, rap, rock, country, you know, some of these uh, rappers, entertainers, singers, we're doing just that there are obviously for some a lot of rappers like you go like i was a rap guy growing up and still is like master p and mystical and uh i think even like obviously nwa and all them selling mm -hmm. them the tape cassettes out of the back of cars or out of their you know 
houses or apartments, you know, just dubbing them up and then getting them out, you know, and then the record company, you know, catches, catches wind of them and then boom, they get a little bigger, but everybody's getting their cut from the pie, Mm -hmm. you know, so just interesting. But for Taylor, she's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, She's just on just incredible chapter. Yeah. So right now rolling. So, I mean, you know, I say Hollywood in into this where of course bring in all the, I say the, the conspiracy theorists on the NFL is scripted type conversation that Travis and his squad go win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's not <laughs> scripted because if you watched Monday no, Night Football no, with no. the Bears and Vikings, no, I don't just, think anybody would write that script. Heck no, that <laughs> That's was bad television. The worst football I have seen on the pro level in oh. a very long time. And like as hard as as I was on myself as a player. I would say that matched up with one game I had in uh, 04. We played the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And I think I had two or three fumbles. And I was just ups, not happy with myself. And I'm like, man, we played. Not we. I played like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It was nasty. So that game there was like for me and going through, you know, what I seen with they, you know, when I say they, Justin and um, uh, what's Dobbs, the, Dobbs mm-hmm. the quarterback for the Vikings now, what they, what they went through in that game. And it's like, it was like, they won on four field goals. It was so no ugly. touchdowns. It was horrible. It was one touchdown. Mm-hmm. To TJ like, Hawkinson, that wow. was the only one they to got. a tight end. Yeah, not not a wide receiver, not a running back going eighty, you know, Don't. or a quarterback going eighty because that happens these days now. Yeah, hard to do when you're you know Dobbs four four interceptions, wow. Fields fumbles the ball twice. One time he tries to. Fields, I'm always like, I like Justin Fields. I don't think the quarterback's a problem, but there's there's always times where I'm like, I don't know what's going on with the development. It's it's like decision making. It's the schemes are yeah. trying to put him in. Develop- it just feels like they're really burning him on that end. It just they feels are. like it's two steps forward, three steps back because they they can't ever figure out what they want to be. Exactly. You know? Like the, so, the development process is not in a good spot for Justin or the team. Mm-hmm. Hasn't because, been for decades, to be for, fair. Yeah, for decades. Yeah, he's not the only unfortunate product player mm-hmm. that has come through that, you know, the the hollow halls of, you know, Chicago Bears, you know, Midway Field or Stadium, with all the things they say when they're leading up into a Bears game in in Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. The, the, they hype it up, but then they find out real quick that, oh, man, this is not the team. It is not one of those, one of those uh, famous teams like the 85 Bears or – Go back when they were playing with no face mask mm-hmm. when they had really good Bears team. They weren't even called the Bears then. I can't remember um, what exactly they were called, but they were good. They were beating the Packers. They were beating the – I think they might have been the Cardinals at that time. They might have been Yeah, that did name. It, you go over to, like, the old, old NFL teams. They're all, like, Northeast, and there's, like, a bunch yep. of them, and it's it's kind of that early era. It's fun to look at. You got a bunch of videos of like those teams when they're moving around, hopping around, and they got weird names. And then oh I my think God, Brock Nagurski. is the what's the what's the that's one team that's had the name. longest standing title? Would it be the Packers? It would have to be the Packers because we were always the Packers, but the first name was the Acme Packers, like from mm-hmm. the cartoon. Right, right. You know, the first time <laughs> when I saw that, when I became a Packer, I'm like, wasn't that? I thought that was Bugs Bunny. And Wiley Coyote type stuff. Is they that were, really why it's the Packers though? It's just all based off that. Um, in terms of like the, the actual Packer, like when you're thinking of a Packer. So yeah, shipment Packer. So okay. there was it's a lot of warehouses around Lambeau Field within a mile of Lambeau Field, and the one in particular has been there forever. It's been there just as long as the stadium's probably been there, and it's Scanneric, which is a glove company. Okay. And they make football gloves. They make you know. And they've been Winter, there for, for, for a long, long time. time. Like So the owners, the Fabrays, they're part of the 
um, committee, the okay. team, the, the, um, what is it like? What's what's here? The chancellor committee or what have you for the team. So they got former players on there. I know uh, one of, one of my guys. I know wasn't a teammate of mine, but a good friend now. Um, George Koontz, he's on there, and they had Al Toon on there. He was because mm-hmm. he was a Badger back in the day, and, he re, and he's from Wisconsin, so he retired. In so he was. I'm not sure if he's still on the the committee and a couple other guys, and then business owners, the people that own uh, Aaron's which is a lawnmower company, people that own Miller Lite, mm-hmm. people that own um, Quick Trip, which is out of Minneapolis. But uh, no. Yeah, it's based out of Minneapolis, but they have, you know, obviously Quick Trips everywhere. Right. They're blowing up here now, you know. What, is, so, quick, what is Quick Trip? Oh, a gas station. Okay. Yeah, okay. just it's spelled differently from the Quick Chips you probably see around here. Yeah. Quick Chips around here is with a Q. Yep. Quick Q-U-I-C-K or Q-U-I-K. In Wisconsin and Illinois, Minnesota, it's K W I K. I love gas station names. There's only so yeah. many ways you can spell it out. Yeah, but I'll say one thing about Quick Trips in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and you know the ones out of Minneapolis, their food is off the chain. Like they have great chicken. <laughs> like if you want something like a quick, no good food for you, and you want it and it tastes good. They got the stuff. They got milkshakes. They got donuts. They got hot dogs, burgers. And I'm gonna put fried my foot chicken. down and say there's no way they rival Casey's. I don't know. Casey's. What they have? Casey's, are you a Casey's guy? I've had Casey a few times. Okay. They had actually the gas station down the street from my Green Bay house when I was there. They had Casey's, and you had to come in there right when it was warm or fresh out the fryer. Mm-hmm. That was the best time to have it. Yeah, that's that's always the one. Like if there's a Casey's I'm driving by, that's always the one. I'm pretty good at not making like fast food stops or any like unnecessary stops, but a Casey's. For oh some yeah, it's worth like, it. I love a good Casey's. Yeah, stop. I know my boys, uh, Gilbert Brown, Santana, Dawson. They fight over <laughs> who's gonna you know be driving and stop and grab Casey's chicken, <laughs> and who's gonna be driving because obviously the driver can't eat a whole lot. Yeah, you gotta be driving. You gotta and be so who's in. the passenger gonna get all the food? And I say, <laughs> I say y'all cold blooded about that. So. Oh man, but um, I say on to other subjects. The esports team. So they did have a game last night. I was so mad. I, you know, as a coach, I'm trying to catch everything, but you know, everything being virtual for me and for most of us, they're used to the players are used to it. So they've been going on playing their games. You know, talking through Discord. I'm still used to you know having the facility and being in person. So just missing that. So Rocket League did play last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played against Iowa and got a dub and got a win. Love to hear that. And so um, they beat Wisconsin last week. Man. So that was a win-win for us there. Let me head. Let me just clarify this. Go to socials. Nebraska football needed to yeah. tag into that esports energy because they handled that two two game stretch the way they needed to. Hundred percent. Let me see socials. They're popping up here. That's pretty good because uh, Iowa and uh, Wisconsin. I know the we were talking about Ford a little bit off break, but. Your team's developing, and it seems like you're finally getting to a point where you're seeing some serious progress. Yeah, I mean, two back-to-back wins in Rock League, which hasn't uh, been your best sport, or what? What, do say you, what term do you use? Game sport? Game. Yeah, I'll it hasn't game. been your best game yet. Yeah. Uh, but see that progress in there. Yep. Do you know where Iowa and Wisconsin kind of sit overall in the Big Ten in terms of esports with Rocket League in particular? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I got the list right here. So we got the top six. And we got 16 teams that make up the Big Esports Conference, which is. But technically, by say all Big Ten schools, mm-hmm. uh, including UCLA, USC, already here. And you said who now? Who'd you ask for? Uh, your last two wins, Iowa and Wisconsin. So curious uh, to see where. So Iowa overall is right behind, like two a game, two teams, or yeah, a team behind us, two teams behind us actually. So they're ranked overall 
in Rocket League, they're actually 16th, so they're dead last in that game. Good, put them in their place. There you go. <laughs> uh, they were ranked 11th in Overwatch, 6th in Super Smash Brothers, and and then overall their ranking is, uh, I think it's either overall points, so they got a point system too. Mm-hmm. We got a point system in here. So right now they're sitting at 10 points. So And we're just above them. We're two games, so it's us, oh, it's Northwestern, and then us. And we're sitting at, for Super Smash Brothers, that's our best game. We're sitting at 5th. So we're in the running to um, head to the line there. Overwatch, we're at 8th. And then Valorant, we're 14th. And Rocket League, we're 13th. You said head to the land. What's the cutoff? So I don't know. I'll find out. We have a okay. meeting um, coming up, I think, next week the four, or next Monday, the 4th. Mm-hmm. We have a director's meeting, co- director's coach meeting, Monday at 4 p.m., right before um, our show on Monday. And so then I'll know all the finey deets. The, the juicy details on the land event. Where is it going to be? You know, is it going to be? Because I think it was, uh, I told you, Minnesota yep. or Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. You know, Minnesota is great because it's only a six-hour, seven-hour drive. Uh, Ohio State probably like 10, 12, a little A little further. more to do in Minnesota. Yeah, too. a little further, but it'll be mm-hmm. worth it, obviously, mm-hmm. because the players that have will have earned it. Um, and so rounding up the top three right now is Rutgers. Overall, Rutgers, Ohio State, Purdue. But in terms of games, Rutgers is ranked number one in Overwatch, and and then number four in Valorant, um, and number five in Rocket League. They don't have a smash. They don't have enough players for Smash, so they're not even ranked in that. Ohio State the same, not ranked in Smash, but overall they're number one in Rocket League, mm-hmm. number five in Valorant, and number six in Overwatch. For them, Purdue now they they do have a Smash team, so they rank actually number two in Smash, number four in Rocket League. And number six in Valorant and nine in Overwatch 2. And that rounds out the top. Those are the top three teams right there. And then teams right near us, is, uh, we have Wisconsin straight ahead of us. They're ranked, they're tied for 10th. And then we're right, th- we're right after that. So we're 11th. And then uh, they have, let me see, they play, they play Smash. Their best team is Smash, ranked at number three. Um, Valorant, seven. Overwatch, two, 10th. And then Rocket League is fourth, and then we are ranked fifth, like I mentioned, eighth in Overwatch, 13th in Rocket League, and 14th at Valorant. You said Wisconsin was fourth in Rocket? Uh, fourth, I think. Let me see. Was that right? So that's a big win. Third. Third? Oh, dang. Yeah. So that's a huge win for so we you guys. Be, yeah. We be, that's, a, that's a little upset right there. What does that do for your team's confidence? I mean, oh, they man. just took down. Like, Because now, I'd imagine you're playing that game, and I mean... It's like any other sport. Once oh, you no. have the confidence, you stop second-guessing yourself. Like you, it's game that's based on reactions. You don't want to have any hesitation. Yep, a lot of confidence building in any in any matchup, especially in that matchup there. And in Iowa, it was, it was below us there, but still a win's a win. They're actually, no, I say we're ranked fifth. Iowa was ranked sixth. So, you know, even matchup, got, we got the win there, yeah, too. Yeah, take so. care of, like, if they're ranked lower than you, you got to prove it, right? Yep. Take care of business. Exactly. When the games are supposed to win. Exactly. So I say, I mean, confidence being built at, after that. I think for any player, you know, not, you know, me not even talking to him a whole lot, I know. I know how that feels getting no dub. Mm-hmm. And in, the, in, a, in a really, comp- I think from all the schools that I've seen play, I've seen in the last four years of coaching, I've seen uh, Miami, I've seen Missouri, I've seen Iowa, their Call of Duty team. That was probably a really good team. And I know our team is battle back and forth with them. And so we're probably head in head with Iowa Call of Duty. So I would say any of those from any of those team really good squads. It depends on the school. This who has the you know who has the certain amount of players that are there 
because some schools will have more Rocket League players and Smash players and vice versa with the shooter games with Overwatch to Valorant to Call of Duty to Fortnite. Mm -hmm. I remember my first year at uh at Lakeland, I had a ton of Fortnite players. Yeah, that's you know, a game that I never really got got on board with. Me too. Me neither. I Just mean, I learned the the building threw me off. Yeah, the building threw me off. I learned how to coach it though. I mean, how the the building is the building. I was like, y'all have that. <laughs> I'll teach y'all how to shoot and that map awareness. You know, yeah. you know how to flank people, when to flank, when to engage in the third party battle. Mm -hmm. you know, when you see two, you know, you know what that means. Two third party, you see two teams already battling out. Do you come and flank the, one of the teams because they're focused on that the A team? You got A team. B team and you're the C team and then you come and attack B team because they're focused on A team. You could get a couple kills, easy kills, easy easy team wipes there. Um, but it's knowing how to that timing. You just don't run it willy nilly. Yeah, you go in too late too. They got all the best loot yeah. and then you yeah. you got no chance. Between too late, but then the timing of it's got to be a sneak attack. They cannot know you're coming. You mm -hmm. can't just run in there because you run in there, they're gonna hear you. And so you got to creep, take your time, let them battle it out with the other squad, and then boom, finally. When they're thinking, oh man, and then you pushed up enough where you're right behind them, or you're in clear view and shot of them, and if you have a sniper rifle, that's even better because you mm -hmm. hit them from really long distance. Then that's how you, you know, finish off a flanking or in a third party um, a battle in a, in a Fortnite or just a battle royale game, Apex Legends, PUBG, Fortnite, those battle um, arenas where the the map is basically shrinking every minute and every second. So you use that to your advantage too. So you learn how to you know, manage that and get down the map um, to where you're the winning team. But it's a process. You got to know that going through every time. And we do have a couple from the text line here. And uh, this one, I'm glad they asked this question. I know the answer to it, but I'm curious if there's ever potential for it to get into esports because Ooh. I remember playing this game, man, like 2016, 2017. Like this was religiously. I love this game. Me and my friends hopped on what it is? all the time. Uh, the, the Raiders fan ask is Rainbow Six Siege an esports event? Oh, 100%. It is. We have a, a club team right now. And so hopefully by the time we have a facility, so next year, next fall, we have a varsity JV squad that we're, because we have club team players now that are playing. I'm surprised that the game's still going on. Yeah. I it, played that when I was in like high school. Yeah. No, it's, it has a pro it. league like over in Europe, overseas, over in Paris. They just updated. Is yeah. it one of those? They, like over in Paris, you know who is the commissioner? One, I'll say, Maybe commissioner, but if not a, a strong supporter for the Rainbow Six uh, Siege. Siege or uh -huh. yeah, Rainbow Six Siege League, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you one hint. Wait, former, where is he from? He's from Paris. Okay. He's a former pro professional athlete. And I say the hint I give you is probably be knock it out the park, but he's from France. He's from Paris, France. I'm trying to think of athletes from Paris, France. And I'll, oh, I'll say he's from Paris, France. It's and, not Victor Wembanyama, and, <laughs> so and he played play right basketball. And he played basketball. He's from Paris, France. Played basketball. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. See if you can beat me to it. Can you give me a title? Like, would it be a player I witnessed? Yes, one hundred percent. Man, who were the studs from France? I know I'm thinking of all these foreign players, but I couldn't pinpoint which ones are from France. Ginobili, part nope. Ginobili wasn't from France. He wouldn't be him either. I wouldn't think. Um, nope. I don't see Parker doing it. It wouldn't be Tony Parker, would it? I don't know. Is that your final guess? Let's go to the text line here. We have... <laughs> You're not confident in your guessing skills? In your guesstimation? No, I'm good now. Okay. We got Hooday Trav. He says Tony Parker. We got 4672. He says Parker. And we got Ginobili or Parker for sure from 0376. 
What's well, locking Tony Parker? Yes, it is. Tony <laughs> no Parker. way. So he is a big fan and was playing it here when he was playing with the Spurs. That was his downtime playing Rainbow when Rainbow Six Siege dropped in uh, probably like 2014. He started playing it and fell in love with it. And then on his off time, that would be his game. It is an awesome game. And then when he retired, now he back home. He he helped support the Apex professional level league out there in Paris, France. So they're running a nice seasonal league of teams. Um, not a lot over here because obviously the travel, but over in Paris, France, they got a nice Apex legend. I mean, not Apex legend, uh, Rainbow Six Siege League, and he's like the commissioner of it. That's a great, that's like the last guy I would expect to be exactly a big time gamer. You'd be surprised. Yeah, yes. to be fair, I mean, I do have Amon Green in here, esports head coach. Exactly, <laughs> I wouldn't exactly. expect it. Uh, one more from the text line here, uh, and appreciate you guys on the help on that one from one three five zero. How does playing and coaching football correlate to video games? Just curious how you got into coaching esports. Oh man, it's uh, how it happened. Basically, I say the the simple story is I had a friend who taught and was a student at Lakeland University, and with him being like working with the school after he graduated, he taught some classes, and then he was in a faculty meeting asking. Where they were planning out an esports team, and he they they say, hey, we want to start planning out an esports team, and he said, I got a guy for you. I mean, let me ask him first and see if he's interested, because we all that's all we talked about. We talked about video games and we talked about comic book movies. Yeah, and he, hang out. I'm sure he's played with you a few times. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, his game, our game, we used to play together is Overwatch. His son played it. We played. I played it as well as he played it. So yeah, and that's how that's the that's the the easy story. But it, it basically came from me volunteering and local high school in Green Bay area, Bayport High, and uh, starting with them in 2017. And they had a hell of an Overwatch team that won state there the next year mm -hmm. in 2018. And that started that started me. And then um, the correlation of rules, or I say traditional Coaching, sports. Coaching, yeah. To tradition, to, from traditional sports to esports, it's a lot of similarity. I mean, the biggest thing I see and what I have to really coach players on, like the gaming side is not really the problem. Because they've been playing since 10, 11, 12, 13, mm -hmm. 14 years old, right? These games, you know, Valorant, Smash Brothers, um, Overwatch 2, you know, Rainbow Six Seas, Apex, all of them. They've been playing them for a while now. So they pretty much, from a game side of it, they got us as coaches. You know, unless we're a former pro of something, right? Call of Duty, Apex, any of those pro games. But the part where we come as coaches, we help with organization. And we help with under teaching some of the players... Because you'd be surprised how many esports players can't really get past a loss the proper way. Like they won't, may not want to watch the VOD or watch the film mm -hmm. of the game. And for the ones that do, them the ones that are already tapped into understanding that we get better through losing too. Like a loss is just like, it's not just, oh man, we got our butts kicked. You, you, and you, everybody else, you know, pointing a finger at people. Oh, you messed up. You did that. It's not about that. You got to teach them that, showing them that part of it. It's like you can't point the finger at your teammates. If you start throwing your teammates under the bus, you're going to find out real quick how that does not work. Yeah, a, you say it all the time. Player. It's like pretty soon you're playing against your own teammate. Exactly. And then your chances of winning go way down. Yeah, and you be giving call outs and nobody's coming to help you <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah, shooter. That is, a, that is a lonely feeling. So, you know, so that's, I say, teaching them more the, I say, more the collaboration sides of, of being on a team, you know, how you, talk to one another, how you communicate verbally, non-verbally, mm -hmm. um, your tone of voice, 
And that makes you know. sense, right? Because, I mean, a lot of those uh, really good eSport athletes probably all going to be self-taught, right? Most of them start 100%. young, they play the games, and yeah. kind of like not getting tilted what you're talking about. It's so easy just to die, respawn. Like, you don't have to watch it. Like, exactly. you just quick get back in, go back to playing the way you were playing without even adjusting what you're doing before. Exactly, and you got to adjust. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if you don't learn how to adjust against a good team or individual player against a good individual player, you're, gonna get, you're, gonna get, you're never going to learn what they were doing to win against you. And you'll never really progress. You'll be at one level. And you know, I had a, I was on a phone call with it today with a school, um, a group of players that play Splatoon three, which is a um, college esports competition. That's the Nintendo one, right? Yep, it's a paint game where you basically got to cover the map with your team color. Mm -hmm. And we have a club team here that's doing really, really good in their in their their, their season right now. Um, their team manager is Aster. And I think he goes by his great. He has a, a good name. He goes by Drywall. It's awesome. <laughs> I love their names. Their names on it. So shout out to Drywall Asher, the team manager for Splatoon 3. And so we just got asked. I was on the high school call with uh, high school out of Atlanta, Georgia, or just north of Atlanta, Georgia. Dawson, I think it was Dawson Creek High School, a Dawson Creek County High School, something like that. And they, they asked. They said, hey, do you all have a Splatoon team? I said, we sure do. Um, we would like to play against you. I'm like, hey, no problem. You know, we'll see what I, I'll see what we can do. Set it up. That's probably um, the best part. Setting up scrimmages got to be yeah. real easy, and, and that's how you get your reps in. Mm -hmm. One hundred percent. Just like you know, what we did here in Lincoln, Coach Osborne having those all them different stations set up. I've used that philosophy, like the, when we had when I had COVID. You know, we, we I mean we were in COVID. I'm sorry, and Lakeland we had an influx of all these athletes, right? Because mm -hmm. nobody was playing sports, football, all the fall sports were canceled. So I had like eight or nine Madden players. I had enough of three teams of Call of Duty, which is 4v4. So that means I had 18 kids or 20. I had two subs with three teams. So I had an influx of all these players, four, three Fortnite teams, two Overwatch teams. I had 41 players, and we only had 18 gaming stations. So from that right there, I had the bodies. You know, I had the, I had the butts in the seat. Mm -hmm. Now it was like, all right, who's going to be the best player? So we're going to scrim each other. If we could set up outside of university scrims, so with local high schools or local other colleges, do it. Set it up. Let me know, and I'll call the people. Or if you know the person, the school, the high school, the college, or even know you have an amateur pro team, we'll play against them. Because anybody, especially an amateur team that's working to path the pro, will face you because that's where we want. That's where some of these players want to go. Yeah, and they'll find out real fast. Okay, this is what it looks like to be a pro Call of Duty player, or a pro Madden player, or a pro 2K player. Or a pro Overwatch player, it was like, man, that team was good. <laughs> yeah, usually you can see it pretty quick. Like, oh man, when you watch those uh, pro tournaments, we do have to go to break though, yep. and we do got a couple more from the text line here. We will get to those on the next segment. You guys can always join in 402-464-5685. That is the Sarder Heyman text line. I'm on Green Show. I'm Harrison. I'm on Green. Host as always. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.